If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. At Metro by T-Mobile, there's not a yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, and no surprises. We don't even hide what the lawyers make us say. We put it first. When we say no price hikes, we mean when you join Metro, your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data. Our only exclusions are for limited time promos, free use charges, and third-party services. Nada yada yada means wireless without the gotcha. Only at Metro. Hey guys, this week's episode of The Read is brought to you by Form. Form is the first women's prestige hair care collection to celebrate beauty in all its forms. Designed for all hair textures, the Form collection minimizes guesswork and makes hair care simpler by offering personal regimens specifically designed for individual care needs. If you've been looking at my Snapchat, I wash my hair last week and use the form. I love it so much. You can get 10% off your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com slash the read. That's F-O-R-M beauty.com slash the read. Get personal with form and let's move on. This episode is also being brought to you by Nature Box. You know that we love to snack. You know that we love to shove anything salt, sweet, salty, sweet, uh, stainy stank, whatever in our mouth. Nature Box has over a hundred different selections that taste great and are better for you and are described better than I just did. They're made for high quality, simple ingredients and none of the bad stuff is included. So you can get your snack on without the guilt. Get three free snacks with your first order. When you go to naturebox.com slash three, tell them we sent you and let's start the show. Father made these two equal length tie marks had pause attraction. You can't make those marks without pause attraction. Oh my god, bitch, did you get that? That scene is so iconic. I have seen that legendary scene a million times. (laughs) Three in a motherfucking row. Get it. I'm so (laughs) it helps that you did the accent. (laughs) I tried really hard. I didn't even have to finish. Go you. Uh That's one of my favorite (laughs) movies. Yeah, that one is pretty good. I love My Cousin Vinny, and I really want the universe to make a black version of My Cousin Vinny starring Lil Rail and Tiffany Haddish. Just go ahead and work that out. (laughs) Just let them be in all the things together. Can you imagine, like, a Southern, like, very red? (laughs) This needs to happen. You know what I'm saying? With Instead of an Italian couple, it's a black couple. Like, please. Everything about it can stay the same. Just to make them niggas. I want to watch it. You can have all my money. It's a good one. So, yay. I can't believe you've got my cousin Vinny. I feel invincible, honestly. I'm starting to feel like I will never fuck this up again. Okay, so I can make it harder. No, 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 no. That's not what that means. (laughs) Don't. You don't have to get back on your bullshit. You can keep it to, like, really popular movies. I've... All of them Uh -uh, have been... uh -uh. No, let's not do that. Whatever. (laughs) Or popular quotes. Mm. 
we can stick to that instead of the random one-liners you be coming up no, with. No, that's not fun. Mm. Okay, so this week... Oh, I am Marissa Tomei. And I am Venus Williams. And this is The Read. Welcome back this week in Black Excellence. We are giving honor to a 13-year-old out of Douglasville, Georgia. Her name is Kamora Hudson. And she is headed to the University of West Georgia this fall at just 13 years. What the hell? Of age. <laughs> Jesus. I thought you was going to say she cured something, but this is equally impressive. I mean, might as well. She's what? around the corner from that, I suppose. Um, she will be going to University of West Georgia this fall, two days a week, taking biology, biology lab, and public speaking as a part of a dual role, dual enrollment program at her school so she'll still be in high school and taking classes in college in two years time when she's 15 16 years old she'll be a high school graduate and a junior in college uh which means she's gonna fly right through the rest of that bachelor's degree like it's nothing absolutely and have a master's by the time she's 21 god damn uh her mother fawn hudson says when she was three or four months her doctors told me she would be a genius because she started forming words very early. In pre-K, her teachers would tell me that they had to bring in second grade work specifically for her. By the time first grade came around, it was just obvious that she was gifted. <laughs> Damn. I mean, duh. <laughs> when the doctor tells you you're fresh three-month-old, like, oh, girl, they're not supposed to be verbal already. This one is special. Like, By the time she hit seventh grade, she was taking the ACT. I love this story. She says... Um, Kamara said, everybody taking the exam was in high school. I remember that we could take a snack, but nobody else had snacks. So I guess <laughs> she, was so, <laughs> she was so little. She was like, she was like hell you yeah. Need food. Right. <laughs> I was in the corner of the class eating my chips and everybody was like, who is this little girl? <laughs> 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 somebody done brought like, their damn sister. A high school student, like really preparing for college, like a regular student. And this freaking like 10 year old girl in the back <laughs> eating some ruffles, <laughs> like bubbling like, mad fast. Just another test. I love that. Um, so, Kimora is considering wow. a career in science. She said she's looking at becoming a marine biologist, surgeon, veterinarian, or psychologist. Oh, she's know. also got a blog called Kimora Lay. That's L-E-I-G-H dot com. You can follow her there where she touches on all things hair, life, and school, a journey. Basically, she's creating like an online journal of the process of being a college student and, and a so baby genius on. and a right. baby child gift wow so shout out to you yes. young Kimura, and all of the things that your future has destined 13 for 13 and taking college level science that's crazy i can't take college level science right now so i couldn't take college level science in college i mean i also struggled so this is just huh, commendable congratulations so, this week, in Hot Tops and Cold Bottoms, mm -hmm. um, the theme this week is going to be couples or, the or uh, duos, two. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Um, first up, uh, there's talk of a Girls Trip sequel already. Of course. Of course. Director Will Packer uh, told Vulture that they are already discussing it, and... He believes that the team of amazing people that put together the record-smashing original Girls Trip are capable 
of the challenge that is making a studio comedy sequel. So, I mean, obviously, the movie did really well. I didn't hear a single bad thing about it. (laughs) Besides that, you know, I didn't see it enough or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. Not Um, enough of Kofi Sirabo's dick. Please more. Um, So I just, duh, a girl's trip too just sounds uh, inevitable. Uh, Sequels definitely can be tricky, even with a really great original movie. So... I mean, that's always rough, but either way, you'll get my money. And yeah, if it's I'm half go as see good it. as this one, right. I'll be a happy fucking camper. So, shout out to everybody involved yeah, and the fact that Girl Strip is still out here, you know, causing waves. Yeah, Look I at think, that. isn't it the number one comedy of the year so far? I, I think it so. is. So, over 100 million at the Black box girls. office. Who knew? Uh, <laughs> we did. My word. <laughs> Okay, so officially into the couple worlds. Let's see. Do we actually care about any of these people? No. Well, okay, there's one. Mm, I don't wish bad things on y'all, but I could do without. Okay. All right, whatever. We'll see. So first things first. <laughs> okay. Um, Here's a name I don't know if we ever discuss on this show. Jamie Foxx uh, and Katie Holmes have made this love thing official. Over the weekend, uh, they were spotted together on the beaches of Malibu, holding hands and canoodling. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, Seaside just doing their little thing, looking like a interracial couple that's going to have a big haired baby in a punk rock band. I mean, kind of. This... I remember hearing the rumors. We probably even talked about it on the show years ago and just being like, that don't sound right. Yeah, I feel the same. It's like been four years of this. I and even was, seeing them in pictures together, I'm like, this don't... I still... It, I still don't see it. I don't... I, just, <laughs> like, <laughs> I do not understand it, but... If you like it, I love it. If y'all it. are happy, yes. That's really all that matters. I don't got nothing against either one I'm of them. I'm sure Siri is calling him Step Daddy or Step Jamie or... He's probably super not freaking Not Siri, excited. Siri. <laughs> Serious that bitch on the phone. Blare it on the alcohol one more time from the top. <laughs> um, I'm happy for Jamie Foxx, I guess. An interesting rumor that I read about this today is that the reason that they were so secretive about it for so long is that there was a clause in Katie Holmes' divorce with Tom Cruise that said she wasn't allowed to publicly date for five years. What? Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't believe shit anymore. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that... I like, mean, it sounds crazy, but that whole marriage, that everything they had everything was, about was crazy. Was quite yeah. odd. It was a mess from beginning to end. I mean, only thing I think about when I think about Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes is Oprah being like, nigga, get off when my When he jumped up furniture. on Oprah's couch. Like, are you yes. out of your whole Caucasian are mind? Are you out of your fucking mind? Get your ass. You wouldn't do this to Sally Jesse Raphael. I don't know. I mean... That's probably was what she was thinking. But I remember watching some documentary that said that moment like started gif culture (laughs) because that was like the first time a gif was made and used repeatedly and shared online like it spread so fast. And I was like, I don't know if that's the first gif I can think of, but I do remember that being a moment. Maybe meme culture. And people doing a lot like photoshopping flames yeah, and lightning like laser bolts beams and coming all out of his of eyes shit, and all right? kinds of yeah I do remember that but he did go fucking crazy jumping up on Oprah's furniture talking about how much he loved Katie Holmes it was like, just so like, can you chill out though right 
<laughs> I just I see him and I see Oprah's couch. Like every, when I look at him, I watched that new movie, The Mummy, that just came out like uh, maybe two nights ago. It was awful, mm-hmm. but the whole time I saw him and this, I couldn't even think about the Mummy because I'm just thinking about the fact that this like you, you really you as an adult. You did. You did Oprah's that. <laughs> furniture with your shoes on. Just jumping up and down. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. Congratulations to them if they're happy. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Yay. Don't really get it, but it's not for me to get. And if there's ever a Jamie Foxx show reunion, Katie Holmes will be sitting <laughs> front row. Oh, she can be. Oh, never mind. <laughs> thinking of a different show. I was thinking of uh, the Marlon Brothers. You the remember Wayne's that? Brothers. The, <laughs> the Marlin Brothers. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. You knew who I was talking about, though. You remember that white cop they had? I was thinking Katie Holmes was going to be her. But... There was a white cop on. Oh, yes. Yeah, with the accent. I do remember her. I was thinking of D, but mm, no. she came in after. Yeah. <laughs> That's early, early words, brothers, too. Um, another couple that, you know, we. I mean, I care about. Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes way more than this, and they're not really. Oh no! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I scrounged this up all really my fake energy. For- a couple, but they might as well be. Uh, I apologize in advance. So, Iggy Azalea is still alive. Uh, okay. Iggy Azalea is still alive, and Iggy Azalea is still present online. Uh, five days ago, she posted. A video of herself on Instagram wearing some sort of uh, shimmery Fashion Nova two-piece bodysuit. Of course. I don't know why, but she's there and showing off her her camel toe and... (laughs) Oh, God. ...surgeries and all that stuff. So... Who needs it? Shad Moss decided to reply to said video... Saying the following, he said, oh, my God, Azalea got me feeling some type of way. Y'all know I'm nasty. I swear for God I would. Tongue emoji, peach emoji. I feel like, you know, after after I was able to get a hold of the bile that was uh, (laughs) appearing in my mouth and just kind of swishing around in there out of disgust. I settled down and I, I, I figured they might as well, you know, go on ahead and do it. We don't care about what Ida or the Arnold doing anyway, you know, so you might as well do each other and milk that for all it's worth. I'm, I don't know where they're located, but I'm sure that Mona Scott has thought about doing 11 hip hop there. And oh, God, what if all this is it. just a ploy? This is like the beginning of a storyline. Go for oh, it. The girls no. are seeing, you know what I'm saying? More and more of the girls are seeing and they're dipping their toes in. You know what I'm saying? She got Remy. She got Keisha Cole. She got Trina. Like a lot of the girls, are, you know, who have had a song that you actually have heard in the past right. five to ten years mm-hmm. are like, you know what? Let's see what happens. But Remy and Trina and to a lesser extent, Keisha Cole are artists that have fans. Right. Nobody likes Iggy Azalea. Nobody is a fan of Iggy Azalea's I'm music. not saying that th- that this is the same for them. Okay, got you. I'm saying that more artists that we have heard of are taking risks. True. And I think that the ones, if the ones with fans mm-hmm. <laughs> are taking risks, then surely the ones like these two without any fans 
<laughs> are like don't fix absolutely. your your motherfucking mouth to act like oh I would never you might as well bitch you and do shit else so we had to get Safari kissing all kissing all over Miss Nikki baby and now we gonna get Bow Wow pretending to be sexually attracted to Iggy Azalea I don't while Safari is trying to sue Nicki Minaj he needs to sue whoever installed. Ugh that hairline it is it's <laughs> i'm mad like, that i can tell though every it's just right there i'm mad that i can see it and if we gonna talk bad about these girls with these horrible wigs then we're gonna have to give it to safari also the lace to. front is really bad sir like i don't know if they need to fill it in that gap where we can see that your that's hairline what it is installed. they're two different <laughs> textures and then there's a huge gap like it looks like a key like a like, <laughs> to the coast off the coast of what is your <laughs> actual hair oh god it does it's like a like a sandbar like leading up to the ocean that what is, is your that? hair why like your hairline is like in low tide right i just yeah you know how on the beach the water gets yeah. more shallow so you can s- it's swear to god yes it's bad it, your hairline should not be like fading in that way it should not uh-uh. Maybe it's cameras and lighting, and you know, like no, no TV no. can tell your business. I'm just hoping that it does not look like that in person, and I'm talking to you because that would be a huge problem. Like you cannot get rid of it. Like <laughs> right. I would rather you just have like a receding hairline. Yeah, than have- I have to think it looks much better in person because in person most people aren't looking at your head from the top, right? So if they're just looking at you straight on, it probably looks like oh he's just a nigga right. with a nice haircut, but just a closer inspection. Like, a lot of time with these lace fronts, you'd be like, oh, cute hair. And then you look closer and you're like, oh, there's a line. Yeah, like, I see oh, it. there's your, there your fake is. scalp. Oh, I... got it. Right. It's the exact same thing. Like, somebody just needs to go in with a brow pencil or something and darken that up. Some. They have to start, have some sort <laughs> of a gel. I don't understand. He didn't do no test shots under the lights. Like, somebody make sure my lace front is blended. I cannot. It's so noticeable. It Once you see bad. it, it's like... <laughs> It's just really wretched. I hate it so much. Oh, Safari. But anyway, both of y'all might as well, you know. Yeah, little Bow Wow. I'm I just I'm trying know. to think of who I give less of a fuck about between the two of them. And I'm... I guess little Bow Wow holds some nostalgia in my heart from like the 90s. But I care the about you can them. Just sit equally which is not the fuck at all <laughs> like i just i can't even decide which one of them Ugh, who asked bow wow to get sexual about anybody is, well no Ugh. nobody no. wants to think about bow wow having sex man uh-uh. at all <laughs> gross ever <laughs> well good luck with that um moving right along i just accidentally closed the tab here. Okay. So that's classy. Another couple that showed up on the gram recently, uh, Black China and Tiny. Tiny. <laughs> now, you'll remember recently when um, Dream's daddy was upset at Dream's mama. He told uh, a story of how Black China had a threesome. With oh, yeah, T. with T.I. And, and Tiny, yeah. So they were both booked, <laughs> or maybe oh no, back Black China was booked to appear at some club in Atlanta. Uh, Tiny happened to be there. She posted one of those videos on Instagram where no one really says anything, but they just do a facial pose like five times and then Instagram. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> she posted one of those right next to Miss China with the caption that says, In the A with Bay. 
Hashtag last night shenanigans. Hashtag hoes stay wanting something to talk about. Hashtag but if it makes you happy. Hashtag have a ball with it. Like you could just that could have been, been the caption. You'd like, <laughs> you know, like y'all just dedicated to doing the most with the least. For what? Right. Black China also posted it, maybe? Or maybe. And what you mean, hoes just want something to talk about? Y'all the ones who posted the pictures. We wouldn't have never known had you not put it online. So. And we talked about this for maybe 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, like no one. Yeah. We forgot. Like, all told. (laughs) So. So now. Right. You're bringing it back to our memory and giving us an opportunity to talk about it some more. Yeah. Because we, no one was having extensive conversations. (laughs) We had dropped it and moved on. There's like other news. Where Black China munched your carpet. (laughs) So. Uh, Y'all just love giving hoes something to talk about. And that's fine. Just own it. But I kind of like, you know, the idea of, uh, Tamika running around here being sexually fluid. Yeah, me too. Especially if she's not doing it because T.I. wants her to. Yeah. Especially if it's just like her own thing. Like, I just be out here fucking girls. Then, hey, I mean, it's Atlanta. Go for it. Like, Go if, for if it. If there was a city in which to partake, Atlanta would be it. Space opportunity. Yeah, nothing but. So enjoy yourself. Get your scissors and don't cut yourself. Did she... She didn't really leave T.I., did she? Or something like that. I think I saw some stupid-ass Instagram comment. Let me tell you something. I'm not riding the dragon ago. in that never-ending story. Oh. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> oh, I'm mad at you. <laughs> I I don't care anymore. They One day, they're subbing each other, and then the next day, they out at fucking... They whitewater rafting or some shit. Right. And it's just like, oh, you know, because the family and <laughs> at the end of no the day. No matter what, like, you always going to be my king. Cool. Y'all have a blast. Just leave me out. Please piss off. <laughs> um. Well, here's a couple that's actually having a great week. Venus Williams and her uh, white partner welcomed a beautiful... Baby Serena. girl, Serena, Serena and Serena. her partner. I <laughs> uh, definitely thought you was going to talk about Venus and Serena being the duo because they both had big wins this week. But you, you was going to drag that white man instead. Well, I Serena love it. Williams is a mama officially. Uh, she had a baby girl, of course. And this is why I think I fucked up. Because Venus... Remember Venus not too long ago did an interview when they asked her about the baby and she accidentally said that it was a girl. Mm-hmm. And I think afterwards they were trying to, she was, they tried to like switch it up and be like, oh, you know, it could be a girl. It's what <laughs> right. I'm saying. Or a boy. Or <laughs> a unicorn. You know, whatever. <laughs> things. So. I do remember that. Six pounds, 13 ounces. Oof, why not just say seven pounds? God damn. A baby. Um, so that is a ham. Apparently, they're both doing well. Fans are excited. Everyone's excited, and I hear that the baby is already better than Anna. I you couldn't even get it out. You couldn't even get it all the way out. She's already beat her um, three times so far. Anna's pissed. You're a mess. And here we are anyway. So, but yeah, guys, congratulations to Serena. Just a couple of days shy of Beyonce's birthday. But, you know, 
Still a September Virgo, so I am particularly excited for our new addition into the fold. That really was close. The baddest and the best, you know, amongst the population. So I'll let you have that because I really don't yeah, know anything I mean, about my sign. <laughs> I really, I just hold on to Beyonce, honestly, and Michael Jackson. You say those two, and then it's like there really isn't anything. No, else the to conversation's say. over. Actually, yeah, you usually just so stops. right. No, and you were saying whom? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought right. Um, well, next couple on the list. Ooh, maybe I should save this for last. Yeah, that one's a fun one. Ray Shremmerd is apparently being sued by a man in Michigan after he says he lost a chunk of his face when one of the brothers threw a water bottle <laughs> into the crowd. Not funny. Threw a water bottle into the crowd so hard that it hit him in his nose and a piece of his flesh was ripped off. Okay. The man is claiming that he suffered permanent scarring and disfigurement from the incident. And he's suing for negligence, assault, and for battery. What? Is there a photo? Because this half of his face needs to be gone. That's what I'm saying. Girl, like, what kind of cannons do these niggas have in their elbows? Are they androids? (laughs) Were they built somewhere? 17 and 18? What the fuck are these niggas capable of that they could... Like, the water bottle was apparently full. Okay. Which is not a good idea. But a plastic water bottle still. Right. Like, what kind of fucking water bottle do they chuck out at? Like, I can imagine you getting smacked in the face by a full water bottle and maybe... Getting a bloody nose or yeah, something like that. Yeah, me too. But a chunk of his face, in quotation marks. Right. I'm like, are there blades taped on the side of this bitch? This just sounds like a lot. It sounds like you reached up and you had, you like had a, a scratch or something. or something on the side yeah. of your nose. And you were like, my ship just came in. Yep. <laughs> but Happy I don't know how much money again. you think you're going to get from Ray Shrimmer. And with that, I'm pretty sure a judge is going to need to like actually see... You know, the damage and the hurt and, like, the injury that you endured. And it sounds like it's, I mean, it just could not have been that bad. A chunk of your face gone? Be serious. I don't expect to hear anything else about this. <laughs> I don't think. I heard they broke up. I heard Ray Shrimmerd wasn't together anymore. Well, but... I'm reading here on the fader that they're currently finishing their third album, Shrem Life 3. Oh. Sway Lee, who is the one who... Is doing all of that crooning on everybody's song. Oh, okay. I think he's the one who wrote that bit in uh, formation. Oh, okay. He's working on a solo project right. called Swaycation. <laughs> I mean, they're children. I mean, and it's probably going to be a hit, so. <laughs> I like what they're doing. I'm over here doing. laughing at it, but. The, ch- the kids these days make me real uncomfortable, though. Like, I think that I'm really. What? Yeah, a lot of this. This new, I I know I'm getting old now because I'm realizing more and more rap songs are just like, what is this nigga? This is noise. Like, I you can't hear <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah, you're getting shit. old. And I'm just like, oh, this is exactly what parents say of every like new yep. popular sound in mm-hmm. music, and it, like dating back to forever not even just rap like this is what people thought of jazz and rock and roll and everything the fuck else so 
I mean, Lil Uzi Vert is secretly saying Lucifer because that's what his name sounds like if you sound it, say it real fast. Lucifer. Ooh. Is that real? Or is that, that sounds like something my mama came up with. <laughs> I know. He has a song called Sauce It Up and I like the song, although I'm not like subscribed to the Lil Uzi Vert train. But okay. I hear it. I like it. I just know at the beginning of the song, he says Lucifer real fast, but it sounds... Lucifer. Like, if you ever listen to it or you hear it, you'll hear exactly what I'm saying. Okay. That nigga knows what exactly what he's doing. See, I don't play around with the devil. I don't, Mm-mm. you know. I don't do that. I don't patty cake with Satan. No. I don't play those games. I don't need him in my house. In my ears. No. Nowhere my in my computer, TV. No. Uh-uh. iPod, Zoom. I I'm do just not do keep it. it away from me. You know, like, if you have conversations with Beelzebub, that's between you and him. Yeah. And, you know, you're free to do that. Everybody's but you ain't going to be chanting Lucifer in my house. Keep him over there with you. <laughs> so you don't do that with me, bitch. Right. No. Mm-mm. So, you know, I wish them all of the best. This is a very strange story, um, but I fully believe that this is bullshit. And yeah, that just sounds sounds like somebody got hit, bled a little bit and said, let me see how much I can exaggerate this for a check. Permanent scarring and disfigurement. Like, bitch, was this Poland Spring? Was it a Dasani? (laughs) Let me know what bottle it is because clearly I could just go right across the street to Dwayne Reed. It had to be Fiji. And get a weapon. It had to be. It had to. Voss. Because those are the glass. Now listen, if it was a glass Voss bottle and your (laughs) face got cut up, then okay. Your eye was gouged out. But why would these niggas be throwing bottles of Voss in the fucking crowd? (laughs) Exactly. You bullshitting. I need to see the pictures. Right. Niggas just be bullshitting. Last but not least, um, it's not looking so good over there in in an old lady gang in Atlanta. This last couple stories coming over from Candy Burris and... Todd Tucker. Oh, I almost forgot his name because... Todd Burris, is that what you was finna say? Yeah, I was actually. <laughs> I knew it. Whatever. Ace's parents. I just love the kids. So I just like, whatever. That child's parents. Um, guess they had a visit from the health inspector recently. Oh, no. Uh, seven violations were reported by the inspector. Taking place in the restaurant that Candy is famous for having uh, developed on the show Real Housewives of Atlanta with her husband. This is the restaurant that's inspired by her very crazy mama (laughs) and her very crazy mama's two lovely and entertaining sisters. Right. (laughs) Because I love the aunties. The aunties are great. If all three of them acted like Joyce, it would be terrible. (laughs) But the aunties are there, so you're like, so the whole family is not crazy. Yeah, It is literally just you. Joyce is bugging. Because (laughs) Joyce is the one with the famous baby. So you know. So she acts out. Right. right, And shows off stuff. Candy got her. And Candy this. And my baby that. You remember when they had, like on the episode where they had the, uh, the grand opening yeah. and Joyce came late and she was wearing like some other color or something when they all planned to wear white right. or something and she was, and she was like, like well I, I did not know that and her sister was like yes you did <laughs> <laughs> you knew just like everyone else did but you Joyce just had kinda, to be the high bitch today you just had to among the seven violations that were reported and are public record, you can find this oh, on the Fulton Lord. County Public Health Inspection page. Uh, <laughs> God. Things like uh, 
personal cleanliness is my <laughs> the scariest one. Does for that me. mean they back there musty with dirty fingernails? I don't know. This is the scary part. It could be anything. Like, oh I don't, no! It just personal cleanliness. That's terrible. Employees are unwashed. <laughs> um, clean and sanitized food contact surfaces. Uh, proper cold holding temperatures. I'm reading this from the page, so obviously what I'm saying is what they did not meet. Uh, wiping cloths that are properly used and stored. Mm. Um, this one is in red, and it says here next to an asterisk, red indicates this violation is a known risk factor for foodborne illness. And that says, <laughs> it doesn't even need to say that, but that one is uh, adequate hand-washing facilities supplied and accessible for employees. Wow. So apparently... So cross-contamination all over the fucking place. Raw meat and cooked food just... We're just handling both. Ugh. What? So, yeah, as of right now, Old Lady Gang is sitting with a C, uh, a C grade from Georgia's Department's mm-hmm. Public of Health. Damn. Public Health. <laughs> so, I mean. I mean, it sounds like stuff that they could clear up if niggas wasn't being lazy. Yeah, this sounds like something that they can, you know, rectify rather quickly, but it just doesn't look good, especially for a new ass restaurant that is so no, you know what I mean? Like you got all of this publicity from being on this show that a bunch of people watch. It's just not a good look at all. You're so famous. (laughs) Right. So I'm sure haters is probably pulling up and taking a picture of that C grade all big in the window. You never know. Hey, girl. Phaedra might have snuck in there oh, like a thief Lord. of the night <laughs> with a wrench and just started now look, I, <laughs> unscrewing shit. I know Phaedra is terrible, but <laughs> she had a jar full she of crickets. She cannot be blamed for everything. <laughs> you never know. That's why she was in there dancing. Did you see her giving God praise? You didn't uh, see her? Yeah, I saw that video of her at somebody's church doing all that hollering. Because she got a, a, a beeper message from somebody saying, <laughs> it's done. That's why I cannot stand. I don't put you. anything past her. Yeah, nah. Somebody tagged me in there talking about Phaedra got saved. I said, "Ha, huh? girl, please." Lucifer was an angel once upon a time. Be ye not deceived. Listen, this woman. Liars are all up in stop the that. Okay, and you know what they love to do? Put on fancy outfits and get to hooping and hollering in the front of the church where everybody can see them. Why they you think loved the, they to had so big Child. to hide their faces. Child. Let me stop before y'all get upset. (laughs) Um, Oh, let me say so. Oh, I just hear um, the shadiest room of all. I got an update. Uh Uh-oh. I'm just reading it. Okay. This is Candy Burris. This old lady gang has an A score with the Department of Health. Hmm, Let's see. Where's the quote? We did receive a C because of minor things, like we ran out of paper towels by the sink or someone was missing a hairnet. We quickly corrected those things and now have an A. I'm sure those people who were Googling had to see the A, but they failed to mention it. All right. So let's refresh this page that is on the official ass motherfucking website uh, for Georgia and mm, still says a C girl. So you Mm. may want to contact them real quick. Tell them to update that online so people can leave you alone. Because I'm looking at ga.healthinspections.us. So tell the girls that they need to change that. In all fairness, it says uh, the date here is August 24th, 
2017. So, like yeah. I said just a second ago, it didn't sound like something that would take them too long to right. fix. But, girl, you need to... It's just a bad look for any restaurant, but especially a new one. Right. If it was a restaurant that we had never really heard of like that, that Not didn't have we, all of that right. <laughs> TV presence, then you could have got away with that shit. No problem. I'm sure plenty of restaurants do. Right. But you're under a fucking microscope <laughs> because you're candy yeah. and this is your new business and niggas are going to find a reason to be mad at you. Pretty much. So... And, I mean, past that, I heard all the food out there is saltier than the Red Sea. Like, yeah. I just heard the food in there is like, if you would like to schedule your death. <laughs> Something told me the same thing. Like, if your blood pressure has been low lately, why don't you just take a little seat? By all means, right. go ahead and end it. So, I mean, I'm kind of curious to try it out just to see if they haven't heard that feedback and, like, adjusted accordingly. But I don't go nowhere that ain't got an A. And, girl, till the website is updated, you ain't got no A. The only way, only restaurant I'll go to that doesn't have a, first of all, it can't be lower than a B. And it has to be one of those restaurants that like so many people are like, it's a B. Yes. But look, girl, like, <laughs> it's you have worth to have it. A, it, like, it has to have so much backup. I'm not talking about Yelp. I'm talking about people I know personally that care uh, about yeah. whether or not I live or die. Mm, they yes. have to be like, I eat there all the time. It is always amazing. Yes, it's a B. But look, B stands for. Bad better. bitches out of this world. Better. <laughs> better <best>. with bacteria. <laughs> All right. So that's it for hot tops and a cool bottom. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hey, guys, don't forget that this week's episode of The Read is being brought to you by Form. Form is a premium hair care collection dedicated to make every hair journey simpler and better. They are inspired by your own hair care journey and deliver an uncompromising performance without sacrificing the health of your hair. Because healthy hair is sexy hair. Healthy hair is everything. For women (laughs) of all hair textures, and they do mean all, the Form collection is unique, versatile, and minimizes guesswork, just like their big brother brand bevel which you should be familiar with if you listen to the show the folks at form were tired of seeing the women they love struggle to find hair care that was personal effective and high quality yep and form honestly just takes care of all of that i've told y'all for weeks now how much i love it you can go online and do the consultation tell them about your hair type and you know whether you wear protective styles all kinds of questions about how your hair behaves and what products you use and they will give you your specialized regimen. They're leaving. I keep telling people I've seen so many reviews on different websites. Their leave-in spray is absolutely incredible. It's heavier than most other leave-ins. And so it is just so much more moisturizing for those of us who have thirsty ass, dry ass hair that looks a mess and you literally have to moisturize it every day. That shit is a godsend. I will never, ever be without it. You can get 10% off your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com slash the read and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's formbeauty.com slash the read. Get personal with form and let's keep going. All right, y'all. Welcome back uh, to the show. We've got a special guest in the studio with us today. By now, you have to know who that is because... The name is right it's there in the, in the title. Description, so, yep. Surprise. <laughs> um, from season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, 
my winner, mm-hmm. Shea Coulee, is finally here. As oh, we said, yeah. it's going to happen. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. You guys, thank you so much for having me. Like, you have no idea what an honor it is for <laughs> oh me gosh. to be here. I am such a fan of the both of you <laughs> in this you. show. I'm an avid listener. I got my friends listening. Like, and honestly, what you guys do is just so important. And I appreciate the both of you for just being such like authentic young gifted black voices out there and i just i really i just really adore you guys so thank, <sighs> thank you, for you. Me. this the is too much entirely mutual. <laughs> but yeah thank yeah. you his enthusiasm for you is what got me into the last season of drag race anyway because yeah. i wasn't really a, a watcher yeah. of the show but he would not shut up about shay kool-aid being <laughs> everything i just feel like in in the entire globe of that show almost how many seasons not will this be 10 if you count the all-stars and everything yeah Yeah. so like all of the different queens that have come on that show i just feel like you are the most well-rounded when it comes to everything like look humor performance everything i just was stunned from the very beginning and i just thought that you brought it bitch so thanks thank for you it was a dream come true it was lovely because honestly um rupaul's drag race was what just even watching that show was really what inspired me to do drag because i grew up doing theater and then costume design and you know throughout just like all the artistic endeavors i had ever done in my life drag was literally the last thing on like the list of things that i ever considered as like really? a possibility for me um i don't know because i guess it was just so far from the status quo and like the norm of what yeah. you know society deems acceptable and growing up in like a baptist home where you know shit was like really strict mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. like yep. that is not even anything remotely close to what my parents were <laughs> even trying to have me wind up doing so right. the, the fact that i got there you know just like into this whole realm of drag has been so inspiring and amazing and what i have like grown to really love about drag and the art of drag is it's just taught me so much a about myself and how to like really build my own self-confidence through just like putting all my creativity into this like alter ego persona but also in doing drag i feel like i've become so much more of a feminine a feminist and an ally to women because Mm -hmm. in putting yourself in like that feminine guise you know and you're like kind of like playing this role you kind of it's weird how people sometimes treat you when you're in drag and as like a cis male when you go into these environments and you kind of like see this behavior i started to be like i would like talk to my girlfriends and like complain about certain things and they'd be like girl that's my life that's like my everyday and I was just like just for the simple fact that I was like able to learn so many lessons about gender performance and just gender in general through doing drag it has just opened my eyes to so much and all the like possibilities that come from just like this performance art this like realm of just craziness I just love it I love (laughs) drag so much it is so much fun and it gives me a thrill and I'm just excited that um, I've been able to go out on a national stage and just kind of like show people what drag means to me. So like your background in theater and costume design, you would say is what inspires or 
maybe not just inspires, but really maximizes the display of <clears throat> like the aesthetic that is Shea Coulee. Like, yeah, my favorite or one of my favorite looks from the season was uh, when you did like the hard hat look with the long. Oh, uh, that construction that, worker though. Um, the uh, Village people. Right. That was so well put together and it was very, very theater, very theatric and very larger than life. So I swear to God, I almost now I I, I'm like a real chill person. You know, like it's always like mad chill with me. But like making that garment, I think was um, I almost had like I think my first panic attack in my life is like shooting that show is so rigorous and there's like no sleep and you know we had to create all these looks basically like overnight and so I had to try and create that coat in my hotel room and there's like no space I'm like on the floor trying to make this big ass coat and we have you know like those little like Keurig little things in the Mm -hmm. hotel room and I asked for like these extra pods and I had like five like cups of coffee like oh, so no. quick and my heart was beating so fast and I literally <laughs> oh, no. thought I was seriously making that coat was like I'm gonna die here I was like this is this is about to be it but like literally had to talk myself down and be like Jaren it's okay you're okay you know you just need to have some water and breathe but you gotta continue working on this coat though cause you running out of time I literally took like a 20 minute nap that night before we filmed that episode wow it's really My that God. show really re- requires the contestants to do a lot of work. It's insane. Because one of the things I was going to ask is like, <clears throat> um, I love that the show kind of follows, uh, like, uh, parts of the campiness in drag culture and just like that connection to like humor and making the audience smile and it's just like fun it's Mm -hmm. really it's not one of those reality shows that kind of follows every single inch of the entire process for Mm y'all it's kind of you know it is what it is you kind of know what to expect Mm -hmm. after every season and it's still fun so i want to know what are some of the the experiences in being on that show that people may not expect the con- the contestants are going through, like stuff that you don't see. What are some of the like the more difficult or maybe like really really exciting parts about it that you don't see since it's kind of sticking to one sort of feel or tone? I would say one thing that people don't know to expect is <clears throat> it is it's a television production that is Mm -hmm. working like on a budget so like time is money so you literally don't have a lot of time to do things because there's so many things that are going on it's just like we're doing these like solo interviews you know where we have to like go and change and wear the same shirt every time so it looks (laughs) consistent and and, like let me tell y'all it's not even like they even tried to wash that shirt so by that like the end of that six weeks after doing like probably like three hour like interview segments in like a hot room with lights like that shirt stank and they made me put that shit on like every time and I was like are you guys gonna like wash my shirt for me please but anyway (laughs) anyway (laughs) but it's just like you know a lot of times like in those challenges like when we have to like write things or come up with this material it's generally like what we're given to make it is between like 45 minutes and an hour you know so you think about like having to like perform and do the stuff you like really have to commit yourself in that competition because you literally don't even have time to like think you just have to like 
trust your instincts and like go for it and when like they say that it's like the olympics of drag it is like and i've had several friends that went through the process ahead of me and like explained it but it is not until you get there and you're just like like, (laughs) oh shit and and what i love about it too is like even like guys on the crew because it's like mostly like these like straight dudes that you know work in tons of like tv crews and they're just like yo we work tons of reality TV competitions and we do not see them ask for the amount of like work and creativity that they ask from the contestants of this show. And they're like, it's really admirable what you guys do. So um, it's fun. It was like a big family, you know, Mm -hmm. we were just like uh, the, the set that we shot drag race in and that they have shot it in um, was where they shot I Love Lucy, which was just really cool for me because <laughs> I used to always watch that show with my mom after church me when too. she would like cook. <laughs> She'd be cooking after church and we would watch I Love Lucy on Sundays. So it was just like really cool to be able to be there because actually that studio just got bought out by Disney. So they don't even shoot the show there anymore. So we were the last cast that got to shoot in that studio. So I'm really excited that, that I got so to experience gay. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love that so gay shit. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that show, though. I would have yeah. been like standing, taking little selfies and stuff. Yeah. Like, iconic set. Right. Iconic just stage. Like, oh. But they take your phone and everything when you get there. Oh, yeah. You can't talk to nobody. They, they're they going to get me. They're probably going to be like, girl. Anyway, <laughs> no, they got you that, on though. lockdown. Yeah. But yeah, no, you can't, you can't leave that room if you need to communicate with people. You slide notes under the door and wow. then wait for someone. <laughs> <laughs> to get it if you need something you're just like well i'm just gonna write it on this and then just wait i was gonna say i, I feel like that probably explains a lot of outbursts and people having you know moments where they're going off the rails <laughs> and yelling at each other and stuff some people get cussed out or they get a strong uh, right. dose of shade out of nowhere and i'm like oh god yeah and now i'm thinking about it i'm like well the bitches are on edge honey like, right because you're sitting there stewing in a whole bunch of bullshit especially right. when especially those days where you're not shooting the show and there's like some shit that went down that's like unresolved and you're sitting in a hotel room for two damn days just <laughs> like just like you're like wait till i talk <laughs> so all the arguments and stuff all that is real like yeah, those people really it's really cause yeah cause it's just like you're under such like stressful situations it's just mm-hmm. like as much as we're sisters and we love each other we got on each other's motherfucking nerves on that show like and it takes a lot to bother me but like even Nina got to me at like one mm. point like she really just fucking but we cool now. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't know me. how that ended up because no, I, love- I love me some Nina Bonina Brown. And we just had like a comment, especially like, I think um, she just really, she was honestly like talking to me and texting me after both my dad and sister passed early this year. And she really just, I felt like mm, there's something about that, that tragedy where Nina just kind of like stepped up and, you know, became a sister and put any petty shit aside and it's really wonderful and I just like and I think she saw that like I honestly throughout the entire process was championing for her the entire time which I I thought was amazing and I felt like a lot of those traits I was seeing in Nina who is quite talented reminded me of myself where you just you sabotage yourself Mm -hmm. because you 
you know, want something so bad and you work so hard and you just kind of feel like, bitch, nobody sees it for me. Like, what am I? And you'll project that on everyone else. But when you're on the outside and you see how so how talented someone is and you're listening to the stuff they're saying, you know, it don't make Mm -hmm. no sense. It's like, girl. You're yeah. fine. Like, yeah, you're you together, got bitch. So, like, <laughs> everyone else was trying to say, sweetheart, like, work yeah. it. I really liked yeah. that you stepped up and were like, you know what? As your beautiful black sister, yeah. we're going to do it for the rest <laughs> of these chocolate drag queens. Yes, because the thing is, too, I have, like, those same negative, like, some <clears throat> some of the shit I think about myself is sometimes so foul and nasty. And you're just like, and I... I'm really good at putting up a front, you know, and and I think like RuPaul was kind of talking about this to Nina too. It's just like, we all have those voices, but it's just like, you just kind of got to fill them up with like some positive voices to kind of like counterbalance those and like push them to the side. And that's just like a process, you know, that it's a lesson to learn. And so I was just trying to be there for her too and say like, yeah, girl, no, I understand exactly where you're coming from, but like, don't allow yourself to go there in this competition. They picked you for a reason and this is your moment to shine. So just like go for it and give it your all because it's just like you got this one shot. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like support with black creatives is usually like, you know, I can see you going through it. So let me try to uplift you because mm-hmm. in 20 minutes, I'm going to be going through it mm-hmm. and I'm going to need the community to come around me. It's like yeah. that sort of thing is just prevalent among us. Did you find that it was like super easy for you to pick up drag? I mean, because you're clearly so talented at it. Was it like yeah. work for you or because you had such oh. a background in theater where you just like, <laughs> oh, I'm naturally fantastic. No, it was work. When I look back at my first drag performances, my first drag performance I ever did was to Beyonce's Sugar Mama. Work. Uh, uh, this is amazing already. <laughs> when I go back and I like look at those like first images and tapes, like I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Like, it was busted. It was crunchy (laughs) as fuck. The hair was flat. The makeup was all wrong. And I just like, you know, like, they're still out there. I won't tell y'all to find them, but I'm sure y'all trolls, the ones that are good enough, will be able to, like, go back there and pull that shit out. But it was busted. But I had a dream, bitch. I was just like, I was just like, I was just like, no, I'm going to be somebody and I'm going to do this shit. And I'm, and I just like, there was, because the first time I performed that song is that my friend she produced this show called Jeezy's Juke Joint which was this all black um, burlesque review because she said that she's a burlesque performer Jeez Louise she's sickening she they call her the powerhouse of the Midwest tiny little thing and she saw a void where in the burlesque community she said she didn't feel like black girls were being really represented there. There was always a token. So she created this show to celebrate just like the beauty of black bodies and everything. And uh, we danced together um, at Columbia college in Chicago. And so she called me out to do this gig and she mistakenly sent me the email for like solo acts. And I was just like, what the fuck am I black ass supposed to do? And this was this fucking <laughs> burlesque show. Cause I knew that there was like male burlesque dancers, but I was just like that. I was right. like, not no. ready. <laughs> I was like, I got this skinny little weird body. I was just like, ain't nobody gonna want to see me take no shit off. No, you so then I was just it. like, I was just like, you know what? But if I throw on like a corset and some heels and a wig, you know, I bet that would fuck them up real good. So I, like sit her in this info and she was just like nigga sure come through just fucking do this (laughs) she's like I don't know what the fuck you trying to do but okay and when she announced me it was like the audience was like predominantly like 
middle-aged women and she's like okay well our next act is like a drag queen and like this hush fell over the audience oh no and everyone was just kind of like (laughs) (laughs) oh no oh no and i like came out and i just like came out just like in silhouette and like I just came in my little outfit, my legs out, and those women went the fuck up. And it was before <laughs> the song even started. And I performed my little number to Sugar Mama, and I did my little shit, my little black and white tuxedo tight little yes. thing. And I got a standing ovation. And I've been doing theater since I was nine years old, and I never got such a visceral reaction. And I knew in that moment, as Busted as it was. <laughs> I was like, there's something to this. Yeah. You know, I was just like, I need to just chase this and see where this goes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just been such an amazing journey. And I just, I love um, what I do. And I love just kind of representing like my black queerness in this really fabulous way and just kind of expressing my identity so creatively and just like, being able to live out like all my fiercest passions and fantasies for my job, yeah. for my career. It's just like, it's, it's so surreal. <laughs> it, it, it blows my mind. I wake up every day and I'm just like, I can't believe that this is my life sometimes, but it just really, truly is a blessing. Yeah. So you've now been traveling and performing in front of countless audiences and crowds all over the place. I want to know craziest performing because like there's a lot that goes into Mm -hmm. these it's not just oh i'm gonna put on my finest garment and go lip sync a song like the real girls i wish i could remember this queen's name from miami but this bitch performed at a club once it was a tony braxton song she had two uh backup dancers and at one point they literally like lit the stage on fire what? like a line like just poured out a line of oil or something and lit out a straight line of fire and this bitch is like twirling in front of flames I don't even think that that was legal like right. I don't think no, they were allowed sound, to do they just did safe. it um, and I was like, like what is like one of the craziest things that happened whether it may be with an audience wardrobe malfunction anything that happened that was just like girl what was in the stars tonight so Okay, we had this little, and I, I it was like three days um, because I've been doing this season nine tour uh, with the other girls, and it's uh, 37 cities. We're like on a break now for uh, drag con, but we were, uh, first of all, we were in Albuquerque, New Mexico. They, I forget the name of this hotel, but... Lo and behold, it is one of the top 10 most haunted hotels in America. No, Great. no, no. Awesome. No. Bitch. So first of all, <laughs> they did not, they neglected because they just like booked it through like bookings.com. Of course. <laughs> they neglected to tell us. Well, I don't think they knew. But Lil Pheromone was like Googling the address for an Uber. And then in the group text was like, yo, this shit is, this hotel's haunted. It was a children's asylum. No. Up until 2011, literally six years ago, this place (laughs) was operating. And there was some some fucking shady bullshit that went on. All these stories and shit. And so, first of all, look. Mm -mm. I'm going to the Western. I I believe in the spirit realm. I do not fuck with that shit. 
I was just like, okay, well, I was just like, well, let me say just like a couple of prayers. Let me just like plead the blood of Jesus on this room. That's right. Here. That's I'm just right. like, I'm just like the spirit lives in here. <laughs> but that did not stop some motherfuckers from trying to contact my black ass from the other side. <laughs> All throughout the I swear to God, y'all, I swear to God, I was taking a shit on the toilet. Okay. <laughs> Minding my own business. Yeah. And I literally just hear this little girl's voice go, hello? Uh-uh. No, shut up. You are I'm lying. not, no. Y'all, y'all, I'm not, I'm not even fucking with you. And I was just like, nigga, you crazy. <laughs> and so I was just like sitting there and I was just like, let me just like finish. I'm going to go back upstairs to this like little roof. And I heard it again. And I was just like, you know what? Let me hurry up and get my ass out this room. And I'm telling everybody, and they're all laughing at me the same way y'all was. <laughs> and then my friend Brendan comes back to the room with me. Because I left my phone down there charging. And like, I'm, I'm pulling my phone off the charger. And then this, we hear it again. Well, I hear it again. And I stop and I turn to him. And I was just like, did you hear that shit? He was just like, I heard that shit. And so that's when I knew that I was just like, well, okay, well, this is fucked up. And so <laughs> we slept on the tour bus that was parked in the back yes! lot. Yes! <laughs> yes! Right. That right. is so real. Absolutely. With no air conditioning on, sweating our asses off because I was like, I ain't fucking with none of that shit. <laughs> Right. I I texted my mama about it and she said, mm-mm. She said, well, me and Miss Helen, that's her good friend. She said, me and Miss Helen gonna get to praying. She said, I need you to cover yourself with the blood of Jesus and that's you right. need to make your way out of that room. And I said, well, I'm gonna sleep on this good old bus here. <laughs> this hot ass bus. But no, there there's literally that haunted ass place. And then literally the next day we were in um, San Francisco in the dressing room. And I'm doing the most intimate part of my entire job, which is tucking. <laughs> okay. God bless y'all. Yes. Duct tape and all just like. Oh, wow. Yes. So it's like because, a Because like, yeah, because honestly, like, especially for like, if you're going to dance and you're going to buck, you can't just like. Right. Do Flap a little around. soft tuck business. Cause like some girls wear what they call like a, a like a gaff or like a tucking panty, which is just kind of like really tight. And they just like, like a spanks for you. Yeah. Uh huh. It just yanks the shit up. You just like, you know, it's just real tight. Wow. And it's just like a thong. You just, you know. Amen. But that does not hold everybody's business. And some girls need some reinforcement. <laughs> and that's you. when you call in the duct tape. Hello. Oh my you God. You know. Four pieces to be exact, but we won't go into details. <laughs> so I am literally in the process of doing this, and I don't know what the deal was with security, but some little white bitch walks in the room. Oh, no. And she's just like, oh, my God. So I just want to say, I'm first of all, I don't know how I got back here, but I am a really huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> They never know so how they got back there. And I'm just like, girl, I was, and I'm like stunned. No. Like I'm staring, like, cause she came in from the back and I'm like looking at her through the mirror, just like stunned, like, like, just like, just like dick and nuts, like in hand, oh my like God. up the asshole. Just oh like, no. Oh. Just like, the wrong moment to ever <laughs> catch a drag queen ever. She caught my ass and I was just like, <sighs> <laughs> And she's like going on, just like literally just, not even taking a breath. Just, just like, let me just chatting. like, she's just like, yes. And I was just like, uh, 
Thank you, girl. But um, <laughs> this is like a really personal moment. <laughs> uh, so she's just like, oh, no, I'll let you finish. And literally just stands like, there. Yes. Oh, no. Like, no, 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 no. I think, Miss Ma'am, what I meant was <laughs> I need you to get out of my room. You need to go and find your seats. You know your ass ain't supposed to be back oh here. This is not part of the meet and greet. You did not pay Whoa. for this experience. I'm going to need you to just go out to the front or go back out wherever you came and go and find your seat because this is not. Oh, my God. And she made her own little way. But those were two of the weirdest days of I would have cut security the fuck out. Oh, we were oh, just like, yo, Mm-mm. how? That's bullshit. I don't know. How oh my God. Happened, but just they like, never, oh it's God. just like, oh my gosh, I just, I fell out of the sky and I landed right here. But and I'm anyway, such a big fan. Let's talk about you. Yes. <laughs> right. You're like, girl, I see you in the today. middle of something, but I want to talk about all your episodes, yes. everything you did that I love so much. So where do you get your glitter? I was like, <laughs> Okay, girl, you don't see me in the middle of something right now? Okay, so quick game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of inspired by the Miss Congeniality Awards that are given away at mm-hmm. the end. But these are like yearbook superlatives that I found on the internet. So yes. just any drag queen uh, from your season or previous seasons of Drag Race yes. that you feel like falls in this category, you may use yourself. Okay. But only once. Okay. So choose wisely. Okay. It's just a couple. All right. First one, most likely to walk into a wall while texting. Kimchi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Best dressed. Violet Chachki. Fair. I agree. That biggest flirt. was expensive as fuck. <laughs> biggest flirt. Biggest flirt. Um... I'd have to say me, actually. Okay, yeah. fair. Best hair. Best hair. Naomi Smalls. I see it. Most likely to dance in a Beyonce video. You managed okay. to give yours away. Yeah. You tried, you tried you. so hard not to say yourself. Your eyes lit up. Oh, my God. Uh, it's like, can I rename? I mean, <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, well, you know, I chose myself, so um most likely to dance in the Beyonce video. I'll say Shangela. I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good old Shangie. That bitch. <laughs> she's she's she knows how to turn the party. So. And ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh <laughs> worst singer. Ooh, worst singer. Trinity Taylor. I love that it. This is awful. That was just tone deaf as fuck. She knows it. She knows. She said. She said herself. She said, "Thank God we did not have a singing challenge because I would have went home." You know, you gifted in other ways, girl. Yes. Yeah. Most likely to be abducted by aliens and kill the aliens. Tammy Brown. <laughs> okay. You didn't even really have to think about it. No. I thought that one was going to be hard. No, nope, nope, like. nope. That no. Tammy Brown. She's one of them. I feel, <laughs> I feel like she was planted here as a mole to like gather information about 
people and okay. humans. Yeah, conspiracy. But then she like kind of fell in love with the planet Earth, almost kind of like Rose Quartz. I, I was gonna I feel say like this I'm sounds like, like applying, Steven Universe. <laughs> I feel like I'm just applying to Steven Universe. Oh my Universe god! Now. I was gonna say this sounds like something <laughs> I, I would totally. So read. glad that you watched that <laughs> show. Yeah, I live for that. That show got me through some of the darkest times on Drag Race. I kid you not. That's so true. That I can believe it. Yes. Last one. Most likely to write the next Harry Potter. Sasha Valor. I knew you were going to say, okay. I feel mm-hmm. like I spiritually agreed with almost everything <laughs> I said here. So I'm on the right spiritually track. Spiritually agreed. Well, you came in and we really, really quickly mentioned Insecure. Mm-hmm. I had no exact plans on plugging it into the show this week. <laughs> so we can just go ahead and talk about it right now if you want. Yeah, you mentioned how much you love the show. I love Insecure. First of all, Issa Rae, isn't she everything? Thank you. <laughs> that's all. I'm that's say. just it. Because you know what? That sums it all up. I just, you know, thank you. The last and, episode. Mm, yeah, episode seven. You can do your fancy spoiler <laughs> notes or whatever. Okay, yes. Yeah. I mean, all I'm saying is, uh, Lawrence, girl, please. Uh, nobody's been checking for you like that. Nobody's been checking for woo woo. Nobody's been checking. <laughs> For your new random date. And the only reason you have the gall to be going around calling people hoes is because nobody was thinking about your hoe activity. Lest we forget, you were assaulted, okay, by two white bitches over $40. Yes. Okay, you got fetishized for some country crock. You did. And like a carton of tang or whatever else. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. I love the Like, how dare you come out your mouth when you brought this bitch to the motherfucking function like you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. Nobody's checking for you, sis. <laughs> it was a mess. What did you think about that? Uh, Lauren's bringing a pint to the dinner party and them staying. Did you not think, First oh my God. All, well, you know what? I was just living for Tiffany the entire time. Because no, Tiffany was, is terrible. She was, she was so pressed because she was it's just fine. like, her fucking table said, yes, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, but it was not fine. fine. <laughs> I wanted I was to be like, at that I'm table I'm with Tiffany so right bad. now because you just brought some random bitch in here. Just right. like, and, and, I mean, I will, I will, I will give them the the benefit of the doubt that they did not know that it was some sit down kind of business. But also at the same time, like, why? Because he knew that Issa was going to be there. At least she had enough respect to bring her brother. Hello. Right. I mean, I don't. Even I don't though think... she's mad at all the other niggas, so yeah. it's just like, no, nah, it wasn't like she, she was gonna right. bring anybody else. But she wasn't gonna bring nobody else <laughs> right. anyway. But right. for Lawrence to bring this girl, like, not even looking at the invitation, I was just like. This is so tacky. And then to sit down anyway, like, your ex is right fucking there, nigga. So that whole fight on the sidewalk, I was like, I see this coming, but... It needed to happen. It really did. Her mirror monologue when she saw that he blocked her. Oh, yeah. That scream. Her mirror monologues are the best. Her mirror freestyles are the best. Jesus Christ. I understand that anger. I've gone off on a nigga like that before. (laughs) (laughs) All the shit I done did for you, nigga. This how you gonna do me, nigga? A button. Push my buttons. I was just like, girl, you better... 
Uh, yeah. I've also damaged my own things out of frustration. Yeah, me which too. I don't. I don't. I don't recommend. Any, but yeah. I mean, because then you have to clean it. Right. And yeah. you're going to be right. mad at yourself. And you like act as a fool. I actually today was like a really rough day. We were having some situations with like hotels, Airbnb, whatever. But my uh, assistant, he poor thing in the process, like lost his wallet. Was like really frustrated, and then like dropped his little Polaroid insects camera. And we were like in this bar waiting to get up into this hotel. And uh, he literally, we were just like going upstairs. He's just like, oh, just go ahead, give me a And like, he's a total faggot, mind you. So <laughs> oh. I hear, I was just like, <laughs> this motherfucker goes outside. And as I'm walking away, I hear this woman scream bloody murder. And I hear a crash. And I was like, was that like a car crash or something? But it was him screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> okay. And throwing his insects camera into the streets of New York just out of pure frustration. And I was like, nigga, don't you ever <laughs> do that shit again they know you're with me we at this hotel i know we get frustrated from time to time but you better not i mean it's your own camera my god i mean like yes it was his shit but i was just like because because like because the workers were just like what the fuck right yeah he lost it though but yeah i mean i understand you get frustrated and you break your shit sometimes but like damn what do you think about molly and dro that whole situation molly molly I, I'm always rooting for Molly, but her inner saboteur be getting the best of her in the worst ways. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, y'all already know that he was going to be bringing the wife. And the simple fact that you got up from the table when his ass went to go to the bathroom is sus as fuck. Right. First right, of all, it is. how his wife didn't, because like, I'm sorry, but like if I was her and like, I, because then that comes to the question, like, how honest has he been with his wife that they've actually been fucking? You know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. says I'm fully about prepared everything. for this finale Real to t- come out and this wife to be like, open what? Right. Hello. You mean my open palm when I smack right. both of y'all bitches <laughs> right. across the goddamn temple? Like, oh, because man. I'm like, it's not, at, especially like, because I know plenty of people in open relationships and, you know, they set like clear boundaries and like him and her have history and like some people I know, they're like, okay, <laughs> We will not sleep with, like, the same person more than once a month. Yeah. But, like, the way that he's, like, hotel rooms and all that, I'm like, that's a relationship. That's not just, like, an open kind of, like, casual, like, sexual thing on the side. Like, y'all are really engaging on some, like, relationship level shit. We're still us. Okay, wait, but y'all weren't hugged up. Y'all weren't giving (laughs) each other kisses goodbye before. Mm. You're not us anymore. Yeah. You're this new, new thing. Mm-hmm. And right. I don't believe none of that shit. That nigga's hair too soft to be telling <laughs> truth. Niggas with hair that soft lie. They lie. What? <laughs> soft hair niggas live. lie. I still don't think Joe is lying. I just think Molly is playing herself so. by being in a situation with somebody. She knows she wants a husband. She knows she wants that. And that is something he cannot give her. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, girl, why? Why? Why do this? You have so much going for you. So because talented, she's comfortable smart. with that nigga because she know him real, real well. They've been friends for very True. long. And, and she wants that one episode, you know he ate that pussy real good. Probably. <laughs> that last shot. <laughs> that last shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, wants, it. she yeah. wants that nigga to be her know what husband. He's doing. Damn. But he's already someone's right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Everybody on that show be fucking up. And that's why it's so good. Yep. Because it's just like, that's me, or that's my cousin, or that's mm-hmm. my yeah. friend, or that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know each and every one of y'all. I see parts of me in most of them, except mm-hmm. Lawrence. I don't Lawrence, know him. I don't. Lawrence. 
never been there in my life. Oh, he's a fine one. Yes, he is. Because I was just like, okay, now you got a job and you went back to the gym and got your hair cut. You think you should. Okay. I was like in the first couple episodes of first season of Insecure. I'm like, they really made Jay Ellis look as dusty Mm -hmm. as possible. (laughs) And even then, you could see the fine beneath the grime. Uh But like once that nigga started bathing and got his hair done, you was like, wait a minute. Mm. So now you can put together an outfit. Oh, okay. So now you look like you smell good. Yeah. Okay, nigga. You know what? And my friend told me, because she shadowed on the show, he does smell real good. Yeah, he does. He was that essence. Her, dude, I was like, "What that nigga smell?" He does. He smells <laughs> nice. Like he's, she's like, he smelled like a grown, sexy black. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> I like, yes, I know exactly the smell. Well, well you fuck have his to, character. Yeah, <laughs> right. For life, you will just always have a thing about Lawrence. I don't care about Lawrence anymore. Lawrence is pathetic. <laughs> he is okay. Lawrence you have is to. A bum. You have to tune in on Sunday for no, the finale. It is nuts. Forty-five minutes, and yeah. then we have to wait our whole life until season three. <laughs> but it's coming. So huh, thanks yes. To so let's quickly talk about DragCon. It is coming up this weekend. Let everybody know where they can find you. What you got planned and such. Yes. Um, y'all can find me at RuPaul's DragCon September 9th and 10th. Um, yeah, I'll be at booth 119. So come through to the Kool-Aid stand. We're going to be giving out refreshments. I love that. (laughs) We didn't even talk about the visual, uh, album. Oh, yeah. Kool-Aid, which is, I've never seen like visuals like this for like a drag performer and music at all. Like feeling so, I feel like is Aww. what my dreams. Are those of the videos on like. your website? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, I saw those. Um, it. You know, I just came back from Drag Race, and. You know, a lot of girls like make songs, and I was just like, I wanted to like make songs too. I never. The my verse for category is besides one more like little feature that I did with uh some rapper like before just to try it out. That was like the second thing I've ever written um <laughs> ever. And so then I was just like I I felt like such a creative high from that little category is right. first that I was just like well. I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna like do this shit. So I was just like, but if I'm gonna do this shit, I was just like, I can't do it like everybody else. So I spent. A lot of time just trying to write and create songs that I would listen to. Things that, you know, felt like they weren't just like made to go straight into a club to be like a club beat. But some things that articulated how I felt or who I was, you know, at that point in time. And uh, yeah, Feeling So was inspired by this one night I was leaving the club and that a uh, Tears for Fears song, Everybody Wants to Rule the World came on. And I was just like, fucking love this motherfucking sauce. And I and I and it just was like about just like having like a really amazing time. And I just wanted to kind of like create something that was, you know, a fun journey of like both visuals and music. And now that I've like kind of like dipped my toes in the water of like making music, I'm like really excited to like do more. That's dope. Yeah, it is. Congratulations. So, it's a fun process. It was hard. Those legalities. Shit, there's a lot of legalities. In fucking music. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah no. It's not a game. It's no. more industry than <laughs> no. it is music. Because I, I released independently because I wanted to keep my coins because I was just like, oh, 
Right. Yeah. I was like, I Makes ain't trying sense. to give my money move. to some white man now. now so exactly. I did a little bit of that extra leg work to do it independently. And that was some shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was cool. But hey, I learned a lot. So yeah. I didn't have to pay a ton for it like I did for my undergrad. So. It looked like you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So both of you will be at DragCon this weekend, actually, yes. right? Yes. I'll be at the Gamers panel um, this Saturday. More on that later at the end of the show, though. But um, yeah, if you're in New York or surrounding areas and you have time, definitely come out. Uh, this is my first time there. So it is a I'm lot very excited. Fun. You know, if you're just like, a fan of drag, a fan of anything drag adjacent, makeup, wigs, like the types of vendors that come. It's just like a fun time. People bring the kids, which is what I love. I love a chance to get to meet like the young fans that like appreciate and love drag, which is really, really cool. So make sure you come out to that. Um, yes, this uh, Saturday and Sunday and then Sunday night. Um I'll be hosting uh, Queen, which is a Chicago deep house kind of like 90s house meets disco vibe that we brought out to New York at House of Yes. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we're going to be turning up Sunday night. So come through if you want. That sounds like an amazing party. It does. That sounds like a lot. (laughs) It, It turns, it turns, it turns up. It's a good time. It's like Soul Train. Okay. It's very much so that. And like they even do, we do one called Soul Queen. It's just like, I just feel like I'm like with my parents, like back at like 75, just like cutting a rug. It's just like, it's really real. Yeah, no, it's just, they take it back real good. And everyone goes there to dance, which is nice. Yeah. Uh yes, parties where people actually get dance. off the wall and yes. dance. Yes. I could just please if we can move and act like we're alive. Very that clutch. would be so great. Well, congratulations on everything, and thank, thank you. you again for coming through to our little raggedy ass podcast. Oh, yeah, I love it. It's been my pleasure. <laughs> thank you so, so much. Fun. I'm really glad that we actually got to make this happen. Thanks yes. for staying. You hit me up like, bitch. I'm out here. Like, I'm going to be here. <laughs> doing I was like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for coming. Thank You're you welcome whenever. Yes. Um, and I will definitely see you this weekend. It'll can't wait fun. to get some merch. I can't wait to see whatever, what other ridiculous accessories, probably oh, yeah. boots. There's going to be a lot oh, coming out of drag. Oh, I should go me. for the shopping alone. Yeah, I'm definitely going to spend some money. Like, that's a yes. given. All right. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. All right, we're back, and we're just going to do a couple listener letters. Yeah, because, you know, we've been in here for a minute now. We don't want y'all to be like, oh, my God, eight-hour-long episode. And this is the moment where like, shut the fuck up. What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> do five million letters. Who do you think you are? I mean, it's an equal balance of people who are like, no, thanks, and yes, please. So, yeah, who is. knows? Right. We do have an update from Cinnamon, who asked about whether she should sell her pussy. Thanks so much to everybody who <laughs> sent in. Uh, feedback and yeah, I, did <laughs> I feedback saw a lot of that. Um, Cinnamon said, "Thank you for taking the time to respond to my letter. I appreciate your thoughts, and after hearing hearing everything, especially Crystal talking about old man balls in my face, right? <laughs> like, do you think like, you're just gonna be fucking ghost? Did like, you think you were gonna be fucking Bauer? a bunch of Lawrences? Where did no, you... it's not a it's not a lineup of Daniels. We would all be out here hollering. Hello, like, <laughs> dude, I would have been knocked this microphone out my face. <laughs> Rock the real mic. I Fuck quit. this. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to cinnamon. Um, after hearing about all the negative things that can happen and most likely will happen from escorting, I've decided not to go down that path. Literally, literally everything you guys said snapped me back to reality. And Kid Fury is right 
There are other ways to get a Range Rover. <laughs> I mean, I have actually ways. been applying to better paying jobs so I can pay my bills legally. And I'm also working on my personal glow up. You guys are the best and can't wait to see you in L.A. in November. Love you. Cinnamon, a.k.a. my goodies not for sale. <laughs> well, you know what, girl? Good for you. Again, I would have encouraged you to just be safe either way. Right. It's, not like, it's just not the sort of decision, you know, anybody should take lightly. So. Not just because you want a fucking Range Rover. <laughs> That's what <I'm> like. <laughs> right. I just, I mean, like, oh, it's either, you know, suck some dicks or not have rent. That's one thing. Yeah. But a Range Rover is just, that ain't it, girl. Like, what? So, hmm, do you want to do a question about stay-at-home dads or dating someone going through a divorce? The second one sounds messier. Okay. So, this is actually just like, uh, this comes from asking for a friend. Yeah, I bet. I just wanted to get both of your opinions on dating people who are going through a divorce or are separated. I feel like the older we get, it's almost inevitable to find someone who may be getting out of a marriage, but because it's so expensive or things are complex, it's a long process. Marriage is respected and very serious, but I think we can all agree, unfortunately, sometimes things just don't work and people grow out of each other. Mm-hmm. Would you, <laughs> should you just wait until it's all settled and done to date someone going through a divorce or would the circumstances have to be different like them not living together or something like that. Thank you so much. Love the show. Sincerely asking for a friend. Now. You're definitely not asking for a friend. At all. <laughs> a friend in your head. Right. Named you. <laughs> um, she definitely put the LOL after it. Like, I mean, girl, it's fine. <laughs> uh, God bless. So is it inevitable to meet someone who's getting out of the older I mean, you get maybe maybe but i hope not i mean i would hope not as well because i feel like regardless of how old i am if it's like oh i'm going through a divorce right now it's like oh this was so great don't worry about the tab nice to meet you <laughs> oh my god yes like i'll just take care of this no worries i mean it just uh-uh. it sounds like a lot of shit that you just shouldn't have to really be involved with. Right. That person is going through a lot emotionally. And I just don't think while going through a divorce is the best time to try to create a new emotional attachment with somebody else. You know, it just seems like a great way to make sure that that relationship is not going to last because you're trying to create something new while getting rid of the old. It's like, shouldn't the old be at least, you know, legally done before you start the process of like doing something else with somebody? It just seems messy to me. But if all you wanted was the dick and you didn't really like him or you don't have any interest in liking him, then who cares? That's something else entirely. If you just want to sleep with someone who's going through a divorce, obviously, I don't see the problem with that. But, like, if you're trying to actually pursue pursue something serious with this person, it just seems like there are going to be too many distracting elements going on in that guy's life or that person's life, I should say, um, at that time that are not really going to... Right. Be conducive to like a healthy, fun dating environment. Right. Because this thing's like... always going to be barging into Netflix and chill. Like, I'm all the fucking bitch. Just, like, <laughs> like, oh, I fucking ex wife. Oh, do a child support. <laughs> Y'all, the house. <laughs> My boats. I mean, obviously, I'm sure there are people who 
can go through a divorce and give you exactly what you need. And there are people who divorce and they go smoothly and, you know, it is what it is. But I just, I feel like I would rather just check out and save that time if I'm trying to find a relationship or I'm taking dating seriously, like invested in someone who isn't. (laughs) Right. <laughs> like just to, you know what I mean? Because Someone who isn't emotionally unavailable, even though they think they might be. Yeah, but everybody thinks that they are. I mean, <laughs> like many, many people think that they're emotionally available yeah, and they which aren't. Which is a, a problem with self-awareness. <laughs> and they don't hear that they aren't until you have to be the one to tell them, like, this isn't working, but mm-hmm. you're driving me nuts. Oh, I almost said something that I really should not have said. But yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. That absolutely happens. So, yeah, girl, I would advise against it because it sounds like you or your friend yeah. <laughs> really likes somebody going through a divorce. Your and good old pal. This time next year, you're probably just going to be heartbroken. So I would advise you to not. But, you know, best of and luck. her name is me. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll never know. Uh, so I, let's just go ahead and do the stay-at-home dad question. This is from uh, Michaela. She said, my boyfriend and I have been together for three years. We have a great relationship and I truly love him. We both have our master's (sighs) degree. Y'all always do this. It sounds so nice. Waiting for butt. We both have our master's degrees and I have a great job that pays well. Work. About four months ago, my boyfriend decided he wanted to quit his job because he was dissatisfied and wanted something else. Okay. We lived together and I was fine with it because I make enough to pay all the bills and have some extra to put in savings. I know that's black ass, right? So about two months ago, I found out that I was pregnant. Oh, okay. We're both excited for parenthood, but here's the problem. Okay. My boyfriend wants to be a stay-at-home dad. I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom for the first year of the baby's life. Now, when I expressed my feelings about this issue, this nigga had the nerve to say that it's 2017 and me wanting to be a stay-at-home mom is outdated. While I am all for non-traditional gender roles, I feel like since I'm the one pushing a fucking human out of my vagina, I should be able to stay home. I mean, I feel like that's <laughs> For the first year and work part-time at my job until our child goes to school and he works full-time. This nigga got an attitude with me. He feels that I'm taking away his bonding time and it's not fair. What? I know he's going to be a great father and give our child unconditional love, but damn it, I will too. Please help a bitch out and let me know if I'm tripping or if you have any other compromises that may work for our situation. Love you guys. Pregnant and frustrated. Girl. I feel. (laughs) I'm so exhausted. Niggas are so full of shit. I feel the way about it. It's just, it's almost like. I was going to say, almost like abortion. Like, I feel the same way I do about it. Like, I mean, yeah. It's your Being whole real. ass body. And so I just kind of feel like, yeah, go for it. You know? right. like, it's just, I mean, especially when I think about the process. <sighs> Every time it blows my mind, my God, help me. Like, just like, <laughs> the just process so much. of gestating a whole ass nigga. Your organs shift, nigga. They move around Ugh. in your body Ugh. to make space for a nigga that you don't even know yet. Like, you ain't even met this. Right. This is a stranger yes. taking space in your body. Growing. Moving around your your pancreas and, and, yeah. and whatever the fuck else. Bladder shit that you've had yes. 
in that position, that place, your whole life. Right. Now that shit got to get out of your fucking way because this nigga put a person in you and you got to carry that motherfucker around and you share your food. And then when the bitch is finally ready to evacuate, they got your legs up in stirrups, you know what I'm saying? Kissing the sky. And this bitch is just ripping you open. Uh, literally. Uh, splitting your yes, vagina you know happens, yes. right down the middle. Sometimes to the butt. Uh, okay, like yes. just straight through. You shit on yourself uh, in front of people. Yep. Like you could go your whole life. Never shitting on yourself outside of being a toddler. <laughs> like your whole life. Right. Never ever shitting on yourself, having all of your stuff together. And now you done shit on yourself so and much. in front of people. They have to clean your feces. And they have from to act your like body. that's not what they're doing. And act like oh, you it's know, no big just, deal. You know, Which I mean for them it probably isn't a big deal. They <laughs> see it all the fucking time. Because women are just shitting on themselves all day, every oh, fucking man. day when they do this. To have a fucking does not change the terror and embarrassment that you are going through, not to mention the simultaneous excruciating pain that a nigga could never know because you don't have one of these. You don't have to do... Like, I... I just personally feel like... (laughs) You are After all of that, do whatever you want to do, right. my nigga. And I will come home with enemies every <laughs> evening if you so choose right. to have it that way. My God. Like, I just can't even understand his logic there. Like, so you, you know, six weeks or 12 weeks after having this whole ass person, titties still leaking and all that, he just expects you to go back to work while his perfectly able-bodied ass stays at home with the baby all day like but you have the food and everything right there inside of you it just seems like i'm all for men being stay-at-home fathers but when the baby is first born and the mother wants to stay home it doesn't make sense for the father to also stay home to be like and to be like oh you're trying to rob me of my opportunity to bond with the baby nigga we have to take care of him what are you talking about you're you're gonna see this nigga like you yeah it sounds like your man don't want to go back to work that's what it sounds like to me like to me over here that's that's what what it sounds like that's what it's translating because but nigga you having a child so it's time to go to work B- bitch what y'all got you two months along y'all got to start now buying shit putting money aside you got to invest in pampers what was the point of getting uh-uh. these masters and stuff if you're just like you know what nah and you were supportive of him leaving his job before and coming home and chilling or whatever and doing whatever the fuck he's been doing because he wasn't satisfied right. at work but Mm-mm. while i I like the idea of you bringing home the bacon and him being a stay-at-home dad. That sounds lit. And mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that he wants to bond with the baby and have that experience and stuff. But niggas got to realize that while I appreciate the bond of uh, a father and his kid, and I, I understand the importance of that, I think that you have to remember that moms have like a completely different link to their baby. Right. I mean, Especially she grew that nigga, boy. right? He was inside. It was just me and him all these weeks. <laughs> nigga, what? Every time you rolled over and went to bed, we rolled over and went to bed. Like, <laughs> I, this nigga has been in, in my me. body. Right. Eating, eating my food. from me. <laughs> 
chilling, kicking the shit out of Taking me. Taking calcium from my bones. That's the thing. Babies take the nutrients from your body. They will not go without. You will go without. <laughs> I want to get to know this nigga. I deserve. Yeah. I deserve <laughs> I to just, sit my ass in the bed. <laughs> that connection, I think, is just a little bit different. And I appreciate the fact that he wants to be so involved and be there and all that type of stuff. And maybe you can find some sort of a, a compromise, uh, you know, something he's comfortable with where he's working. Yeah. But Mm-mm, I don't no, know, maybe tell he that comes nigga to get a home job. after work and you give him just an hour alone. <laughs> baby, you'll probably want it. Here, two, three hours, just you and the baby. Y'all talk about You will be you ready for him to come home and, and see after this child. Because yeah. being at home with a newborn all day ain't no Christmas fucking cakewalk either, right? I don't understand. Does he think that the baby is just going to sleep all the time and he can just sit around watching TV? Like, it is not, no. There's nothing low stress about caring for a newborn. So, hey, thanks so he much. He needs to get a fucking job. Tell him Super to get a sweet. damn job. <laughs> I love the fuck out of you for this, <laughs> you know, initiative here. Uh, but no, it's going to be a solid no. You're going to have to start filling out these applications and right. signing on the dotted goddamn line, sis, because I'm staying here with my baby. What if you get put on bed rest and so you can't work the last couple months of your pregnancy or something like that? Y'all just not going to have no money coming in because he refuses to go back to work because he wants to be a stay-at-home dad that bad? Like, it's, it, it, it just makes sense to think about this, you know, in a logical way. Like, think this through to childbirth and beyond. And so, yeah, get a job now. And a fir- the first baby, too? They yeah, this is, their, this is their first child, you no, know, sweetie. all this. Like, you're not... Maybe the next one. <laughs> he just don't want to go He doesn't want to go back to work. He's <laughs> These super few months of not having a job have been great. <laughs> and now that you had this baby, and he's realizing, oh, shit, I'm at, yo, let me... Like, oh, shit, how it. am I going to finesse this? Yeah, I got it. Like, I got this. No, you get that. <laughs> to work that yes. is alright that wraps up the questions for this week send yours to asktherita gmail.com and we'll be back hey guys this week's episode of The Read is being brought to you by Hubble Contacts are you tired of overpaying for uncomfortable contact lenses there is a way you can get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day for $30 a month. That's a dollar a day, half the price of other brands. Hubble Contacts provides quality daily lenses for half the prices of the other guys. They sell directly to you so they can offer contacts for half the price. They can even send you to an optometrist if you don't have a prescription today. Getting contacts has never been more convenient and affordable. No more overpaying or overwearing. I can tell you for myself uh, I wear contacts pretty much every day. Yep. And <laughs> the struggle can be quite real. Not mm-hmm. just paying for them, acquiring them, <laughs> whether it's through mail or going down to the optometrist, all of that is stressful. With Hubble, you don't have to worry about that. It's very convenient. It's very easy to take care of. And cost effective yeah because when they're expensive you be trying to make your contacts last and Look, stretch it's a great way to get your eye fucked I up i can't see <laughs> like my eye kind of hurt a little bit but i'm good <laughs> you can stop doing that go to hubblecontacts.com to get your first two weeks of lenses for free that's 15 pairs of lenses for free you really cannot beat the deal go to hubblecontacts.com and get 2020 vision for half the price that's H-U-B-B-L-E contacts.com. Let them know we sent you and let's keep going. 
Thanks again to Nature Box for supporting today's episode of the show. Nature Box has over 100 snacks that taste great and are better for you. All of their snacks are made from high-quality, simple ingredients, which means no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners, so you can feel good about what you're eating. If you're, you know, on your what-the-health kick, maybe I'm sure there's <laughs> plenty of stuff on there that can scream out to you if you don't, you know, need any of those crazy additives or fake nonsense. You can go over there and get it. They've got new snacks they add every month that are inspired by real customer feedback from the latest food trends and professional chefs. Just go to naturebox.com, choose the snacks you want, and Naturebox will deliver them right to your door. No risk. If you ever try a snack you don't like, don't eat it. It's just that simple. They'll replace it for free. They've got so many snacks to choose from. Yes. Oh, my goodness. The Sriracha Rosa Cashews, I feel like somebody is hitting me up at least three times a week to be like, bitch, these have changed my life. Right. I will never stop eating them. They're everything. <laughs> right now, Nature Box is offering our listeners three free snacks with your first order when you go to naturebox.com slash the read. That's naturebox.com slash the read for three free snacks with your first order. Snack smarter with Nature Box and the read. And let's wrap up the show. Okay, so we're back, and it is now time for the read. It is. Do you have a read this week? I do. Um, so, over, oh, when was it? Was it over the weekend? There was a uh, police officer in Cobb County. Oh, God. That pulled over a white woman uh, for a DUI. And dash cam footage of the incident uh, showed a conversation he was having with her. And apparently she had like a phone in her lap. Her hands were on the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. She's nervous, scared, and I'm assuming drunk. Uh, And the officer, I guess, was trying to tell her to get the phone out of her lap or move it or something like that. And she's saying to him that she, you know, basically doesn't want to reach down there because she's nervous about moving her hands. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, not knowing what's going to go through this cop's head right. or what he may think or whatever. So his response to this woman is, uh, we only kill black people. She, he says to her, well, you're not black. Remember, we only shoot black people. We only kill black people, right? All the videos you've seen, have you seen the black people get killed? Right. So. So funny, right? <laughs> now this guy is on administrative duties while an internal investigation is being uh mm. is being done over there at Cobb County the police chief uh, appeared on the news and was very you know stern in his we don't <laughs> do that racist <laughs> shit here in Cobb County honey oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can hear every nigga i know in Atlanta going shit yeah girl sure sis <laughs> So the incident took place before he was the chief and that they've got loads of uh, things in place to make sure that these sorts of things don't happen, like uh, like forums and uh, water cooler talk, I guess. I cannot. So here's my thing with this. Obviously, the guy was being sarcastic he's being a dick Mm -hmm. and essentially saying like what you afraid to reach down there for we ain't gonna shoot you you white we only kill black people that's what the fuck they put it about i mean true (laughs) and i'm sure in his mind and many other clueless white people's mind what's the problem with this it's not racist y'all always complaining about some shit blah 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 
So my thing is, first of all, it wasn't calling for you to be sarcastic at all, period. Like you're a cop as a cop, you protect and serve. That's what, that's all you're supposed to be doing, protecting people and serving the same people that are paying their taxes for you to do this Mm -hmm. to protect us if this girl is driving under the influence you pulling her over is to protect her from hurting herself killing herself hurting others killing others and so on so her being you know belligerent not complying whatever i don't see how that is like well let me be a dick now (laughs) that does nothing to help her comply or get her to comply and it does nothing to to help y'all with this divisive environment we live in with between cops and regular citizens like we expect for y'all to be assholes we expect for you to be sarcastic we expect for you to treat us like we fucking stupid or we're not Mm -hmm. worth respect and that's why so many people don't see it for cops don't want to talk to cops don't fucking like cops um furthermore what you actually said about oh but you're not black we only kill black people right even with it being sarcastic what you're essentially doing is you're blaming us right you're like you're blaming black people for telling the truth about what happens to an overwhelming number of us all of the time mostly us and so we put out these videos where you see the black people get killed. We talk about this stuff. Sometimes y'all put out the videos of us getting killed and still nothing happens. Right. So when black people are complaining, when black people are, I don't even like saying complaining, black people are talking about the real shit that is happening to us all of the time. For whatever reason in your twisted minds, this is just us bitching. Um, when really... The only reason, like, why are we doing this stuff? Why do we march? Why do we rally? Why does Black Lives Matter exist? What are we saying here? All we're saying is, please stop. Like, that's it. Please. You could do that. That would be so nice. Don't murder us for nothing. Hey, can we please get the same rights as every other American? If we did something wrong, can we get a fair trial? Can we just get the opportunity to show up in court? No. Like, that's, that's what this whole thing is about for some reason niggas like this dumbass lieutenant greg abbott feel like what we're saying is like black people fucking rule and you know bring on the anarchy fuck rules like black people are the best fuck boundaries the law is stupid let's burn some shit down like i don't know where the translation is getting lost right Uh -uh. but you turning this around and making it seem like again this is just us bitching and complaining it's like it's a bigger problem to me than actual acts of racism or like violence obviously obviously acts of violence that are fueled by racism or any type of prejudice are awful but it's shit like this that's worse to me because it perpetuates the shit and is what keeps it going for the longest time like i'm sure that this motherfucker like i said has no doesn't feel like he is racist Mm -hmm. like even the chief who was all about you know togetherness and i'm sure he's got a different world on his watch list or whatever the fuck (laughs) shut up they're talking about how this lieutenant doesn't have any record of uh 
discriminatory actions against black people and this, that, and the third, and already trying to make it seem like this guy's not racist and we've got an explanation for it and blah, blah, blah. The man's racist and he has no business working in the police police force without like extensive psychological treatment because he's got to be rewired. The fact that you can like, the statement that you made basically perpetuates the idea that police violence against black people is our fault. And that's like, that's the problem. That's exactly like, that's racism in a nutshell. Like when you start to blame us for our own oppression and continue to oppress us, that's the problem, bitch. Like, like most racists are not going out killing black people. They're going and planting these seeds, these little fucked up, horrible ideas in their children, in their friends, in strangers, in the barista at Starbucks and wherever else, and watching these motherfuckers walk around and treat us like this. Meanwhile, we're just saying, hey, we'd really love to live. I just bought these Skittles. I just want to go home and eat them. Like, that's it. So, to me, the something as simple as being sarcastic and saying, oh, we only kill black people, right? Like, that's the worst type of races to me because you're just going around and spewing the same sort of nonsense that does nothing for us, does nothing for you, does nothing for cops. And then you want to be mad that don't nobody like cops. What? I don't, I'm lost. So yeah, he's going to go and staple a couple of pieces of paper until they're like, all right, you can go back out there and be racist some more nigga. Like the heat's off of you. And the same yeah. shit is going to happen over and over again. Police aren't going to do anything. You've got the Blue Lives Matter uh, <laughs> bumper stickers and, and seminars and shit. All the, like, the war on blue lives. Girl, shut up. If you don't take the time to actually take yourself out of this and really listen to like at some point you got to hold yourself accountable and think about what is being said here. And if you can do anything differently, I promise a lot of the changes that you can make won't hurt. Like they won't (laughs) hurt. You won't, you know, lose much of anything except maybe some privilege. And I think that's the biggest issue for a lot of you, whether it's subconscious or not, but you don't have to be a dick. If you wanted for this woman to comply with what you were saying to her, which was to reach down and get her phone or whatever. And she was saying she was scared. You might shoot her. You didn't have to say anything about black people. Right. You didn't have to bring up race at all. All you would have had to do was say, girl, move the phone. I'm not going to shoot you. (laughs) That's it. That is it. That's all you had to say. But when we talk about the shit that y'all do to us, oh, y'all are always bringing up race. Racism's (laughs) never going to end if we're always fucking talking about it. But this girl is like, I don't want to, I don't want to reach down. I just, I feel way more comfortable with my phone up here. Oh, but we only kill niggas. You ain't no nigga. Like, what's the problem? You see all the niggas getting shot. And, trash no one black was even around (laughs) like i don't i don't know what else there is to say and this is just another thing that's going to be swept underneath the rug and if negroes complain about it then we again are the ones who are the demons we're the ones who are bitching we're the ones who are keeping up mess and it's like 
here you are again violating us and really suffering no sort of repercussions for it. And I'm sure you're just going to sit at a desk for a little bit and go right on about your business. I'm sure no one is going to make you sit and listen to anybody who has something sensible to say. I'm sure you're not going to learn much of anything. You're going to get a slap on the wrist and you're going to go right back to doing it and probably doing it a little bit better, like hiding it a little bit better so you don't get in the same trouble again, which... Mm. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like, well, not sounds like, but the whole situation with Michael Bennett getting arrested in Vegas during the Mayweather or after the Mayweather fight and all that. And like how he was just in the back of a police car and they wouldn't tell him nothing. They just assumed that he was the one who had been shooting until they realized he was somebody famous and they just let him go. Just, oh, never mind. We're just going to let you go now. Like. Do you think I won't sue the fuck out of y'all? And like, this is the sort of thing that black people be talking about. But y'all get mad at us when we talk about it. Like, I just... But the system is set up against us and it's so blatant. You can't even, you can't deny it no more. Like you would have to be purposely not paying attention to think that black people are just pulling this out their ass. Exactly. That's the problem. And I think that it it's it's just astonishing to me that you can hear black people crying out and suffering so explicitly so loudly right in front of you all of the time and rather than thinking about that and saying these are american citizens that we take and tax money from as well let's think about a way that even if you don't really give a fuck but you just you know want your life to be easier or want a better you know relationship with the Mm -hmm. public because you're a cop they should be like, well, well, what can we do to just so these niggas will feel better? Like not, <laughs> right. Instead of just being like, nah, what they're they're just complaining because they're always of whatever. You, yeah, they're or always whatever racist shit you come and up Chicago with. and oh, black on black crime. And you can always go back to Africa. <laughs> God, I fucking can't with white people, man. The excuses don't even make sense, especially stacked up against all of these facts like all of these hardcore real ass right in your face facts like decades and decades and decades of facts so it's like at one point at what point do you stop being toddler whiny bitch babies <laughs> and grow the fuck Probably up Luke. and figure out what you can do better to fix the entire situation for yeah. everybody because that would be ideal negroes ain't going nowhere like Latinos not going at like no the minorities aren't going anywhere and God bless you if we all did because then what would you do who would take care of every fucking although kids? Trump is doing his best to make sure that we get Latinos to fuck up out of here they're not going nowhere bro they're not the thing is like I don't they're not I don't know what you think <laughs> this great America looks like you know <laughs> because I know I know what you think it looks like my thing is. <laughs> If you were to get it, then what would you do? Like, yeah, I'm no. assuming that they would just slowly slip into madness and then America would officially become the purge and then they would all just kill each other. I mean, because... maybe that'll be what happens anyway. It kind of looks like that's the direction America is headed in. So I just wouldn't be shocked. Nothing that this motherfucker does anymore. Surprises so, me in the least. That's all I had to say about that. I guess. Uh, no, I saw that. I just saw like the a short little clip and I was like, I cannot do this. Like the fact that you think that killing us is something that can be joked about. Like the fact that it even came to your mind as a joke. It just, 
I'm sick of these people. It was just really a, like a, a such a stupid fucking thing to say. So inappropriate, so fucking unnecessary, and but, nothing is going to really come from it. So. Right, because racism is so deeply ingrained in white people and this society, and it is incredibly difficult for most white people to get past their privilege. And speaking of white people and brands fucking up, last week, uh, L'Oreal announced that they were... Um, hiring DJ activist and model Monroe Bergdorf Mm. as one of the faces of its latest campaign. I don't know if she's their first out transgender model, but um, certainly groundbreaking, my bad, regardless, um, a black trans woman. And so, you know, for a couple of days, it was like big excitement for Monroe and so happy for you. And this is great for trans visibility. And then literally that same damn week, Friday, L'Oreal announced that they had fired her due to some comments she made about the KKK rally in Charlottesville a few weeks ago where the white woman died, mm-hmm. you know, standing up uh, for bullshit And so Monroe had uh, gone on Facebook and wrote a post about how she was tired of even talking about racial violence because white people are so fucking exhausting. True. And she wrote, because most of y'all don't even realize or refuse to acknowledge that your existence, privilege and success as a race is built on the backs, blood and death of people of color. Your entire existence is drenched in racism from microaggressions to terrorism. You guys built the blueprint for this shit Come see me when you realize that racism isn't learned, it's inherited, and consciously or unconsciously passed down through privilege. God damn, she was on it, man. Once white people begin to admit that their race is the most violent and oppressive force of nature on earth, then we can talk. So nothing I mean, here was n- no. There it's isn't a speech. A lie. No, there it's isn't. A, it's a speech of nothing but truths. All facts. So this was, you know, three weeks later. This is three weeks after Charlottesville that it's announced that she's been hired and then, you know, fired. And they said their official statement put out on Twitter said L'Oreal champions diversity comments by Monroe Bergdorf are at odds with our values. And so we have decided to end our partnership with her. Mm. Um, so. So here's the thing. L'Oreal. I don't think has ever had a reputation for being a brand for black girls mm. of all of the different makeup lines that I can think of who ever were like venturing into inclusivity and like just making shades for girls darker than like Tyra Banks. I don't remember L'Oreal ever being one where everybody was like, yeah, you know, dark skin girls, they make a shade for you. Like, I don't think L'Oreal has ever tried to really be here for us, but it's not even just about the the one brand L'Oreal because the parent company owns so many other brands, like so many other beauty and health products. And if you wanted to boycott them, you would have to probably sit down and make a list, bitch, because they own a lot of different shit. But So it's not that I ever expected L'Oreal to be like, you know, hanging Black Lives Matter posters in the workplace and nothing like that. They've never done anything that made me think they gave a fuck about black people. But you hired an out trans activist model who is black. You had to know that she was political by the very nature of her existence. Like maybe the only other trans person they heard of was Caitlyn. I just, I just don't. And they're like, oh well Max snatched up Caitlyn, so let's just go with 
whoever else we can find. Like it just it blows my mind that L'Oreal is acting like they just would have never thought that uh, this woman would have like ideas and be political or like want to speak up about racism. But like for you to say that what she put in her Facebook post goes against your core values or your ethics as a company is like is wild. (laughs) Right. That part blows me. So you're at odds with you're at odds with a black trans woman saying hey uh i'm tired as a black person of having to constantly talk to ignorant ass white people about this and it once you can acknowledge your insane privilege and the fact that it gets passed down from generation to generation and the rest of us just have to deal with the side effects of it i don't want to fucking talk about it no more which is valid and real and i also do not want to talk to white people who do not understand that very basic fucking concept (laughs) so y'all were all about diversity and standing Mm -hmm. up for differences and Mm -hmm. all this stuff but when your token trans black girl actually opens her mouth and says something political to back up her identity to say hey this is the way the people who look like me are treated in this society then all of a sudden it's a problem you didn't give a fuck about diversity you were just like uh okay we're getting a lot of flack too many girls who look like kendall what can we do who knows somebody okay just find 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 someone of color just do something to fill in the boxes trans is real hot right now do that yeah you know it's the it's the sort of diversity move that you want to believe is real on behalf of companies but then they turn around and do something like this just a few days later and you're like oh okay no so y'all were actually full of shit the entire time and no shade they're one of many many companies that have been doing this right like yeah, no, a lot. So, I mean, but fuck, you just dropped the ball. Like, right. like, just, girl, if you ain't really for diversity or making any sort of political mm-hmm. statements, then why even dip your toes in there? Just keep your candles, sis. Well, they issued another response and said, we support diversity and tolerance towards all people, irrespective no. of their race, blah, 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 lies, lies. We believe that the recent comments by L'Oreal Paris UK spokesperson Monroe Bergdorf are at odds with those values. I and just, as such, we have taken the decision to end the partnership with her. L'Oreal remains committed wild. to celebrating diversity and breaking down barriers in beauty. Not if you don't let the diversity and the breaking down barriers girls talk about what they went through to get there. Not if you don't allow that. If black people are still being punished for talking about the shit that happens to them, if black actors are being denied roles because they openly say, hey, you know, I go on these casting calls and it's like every fucking time the same thing and there's two roles for black girls and 200 for white girls. If we are punished, if we are penalized for speaking out, if Colin Kaepernick can't get a fucking job, I'm saying like it's. We're not even allowed the freedom of speech to talk about it. Like we I mean, obviously, we're not going to jail because we talk about it, but we are denied opportunities to advance, to earn money, to to receive um, any sort of like recognition or accolades for our work. People are denied opportunities because they speak out about what's going on. And so what L'Oreal showed is that they are actually not at all committed to diversity. They are committed to making whatever PR moves look the best at the time. And 
Surely some hurt ass white girl somewhere saw this and was like, L'Oreal, this is the type people? of people that you have. Excuse you me? Seriously? I'm white and I would never be mean about Charlotte. I have been wearing your highlighter for the past <laughs> six years and this is where our fucking money is going. I just loved how it turned into uh, she said all white people do this. I was like, where did she say that? Where did she say that all white people do this and certainly what all white people do inherent certain like thoughts ideas privilege Mm -hmm. all of that sort of thing and you don't acknowledge it like she's speaking the truth and l'oreal essentially said (laughs) essentially (laughs) said that we will continue to uh what was it to support diversity and and breaking down barriers right after they said (laughs) that um, Your we're against odds at with odds breaking with down barriers. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not with Mess. that breaking down barrier shit, but we will continue to break down barriers. Yes, and shout out to Monroe. She addressed that whole thing um, in another post on Facebook and said, when I stated that all white people are racist, I was addressing the fact that Western society as a whole is a system rooted in white supremacy designed to benefit, prioritize, and protect white people before anyone of any other race, which is, True. again, nothing but but motherfucking facts. That is nothing but, and she said, if L'Oreal truly wants to offer empowerment to underrepresented women, then they need to acknowledge why these women are underrepresented within the industry in the first place. This reason is discrimination and action, which punches down from a place of social privilege. We need to talk about why women of color were and still are discriminated against within the industry, not just see them as a source of revenue. Whoever's idea it was, <laughs> whoever's idea it was to bring her in and, and like have her be able, whoever there is higher than that person who made that choice yeah. is eating that bitch alive. Yep. You didn't tell me that this bitch could you read. Didn't vet this you bitch. didn't this mother <laughs> intelligent ass bitch. <laughs> You're fired. Right. Like, you thought she was going to be just some dumb, pretty girl. Who's just who's happy gonna... to be working with L'Oreal. Oh, my God. L'Oreal got new lipsticks today, you guys. So cute. And instead, you got somebody who is aware of what's going on and willing to use her platform and privilege to talk about what it. So my hat's off to Monroe Bergdorf. I salute you, sis. I stand behind you 100%. Fuck L'Oreal for that. Y'all some bitch ass niggas for that. Oh, we love diversity. Oh, we support all girls. Oh, breaking barriers, you guys. And then as soon as you get a black trans girl who is, you know, something different from what we've been seeing and breaking barriers to even be there, you let her go because she talks about the realness of the world. Y'all don't want us. Y'all don't want us to succeed. Y'all don't. Y'all do not want us to be great. You would have thought that she said, let's sneak off in the middle of the night and set white people on fire. You would have thought she was me. Right. (laughs) Right. Honestly, right. Fire me. That makes sense. She really didn't say anything scorching at all. It was just pretty much plain, intelligent facts. It was just like, look, I'm tired. Much like most people with sense are tired. Yeah. Now I don't have a job with L'Oreal anymore. All right. Well, cool. Fuck y'all. Right. It would be different if there was like a Nat Turner's Revenge email sent right. out. Right. It's like, all right, y'all, we're going to hit these white Here's pockets. my list. Names, <laughs> addresses. Upper Let's East go side, get them. Soho, Chelsea, we doing it. Tribeca, you too, girl. We're killing it Quiet. Y'all. But, girl, like, what? Why every time we say someone's uh, saying it has to be some ri- ridiculous extreme right. way on the other side of what the fuck we said? Like, it's like you intentionally go out of your way to mistranslate. Is mistranslate a word? 
Um, sure. You know what I'm saying. I do. The things that we are telling y'all, like, to distract people from the truth or from results. And it's like, nobody is going to stop. Like, Negroes are not going to get tired, so tired one day that we're like, all right, just keep killing us. (laughs) Just, you know. We're just going to take it, whites. Fuck my kid's future (laughs) and, you know, personal happiness or or rights. You know, yeah, have have at it. no, No one is going to stop it. So... We're going to have to tear this bitch down. And when we do, Jason Whitlock will we'll go down with it. But I'm not getting into that because fuck him. That's it. I'm done. That's my read for the week. All right. So that is our show. Whoa. Yes, it is. Thank you so much to Shay Kool-Aid for coming through. It was a ball. Yes, Thanks it for was. Thanks hanging out with us. Um, Make sure you check out thisistheread.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at thisistheread. You can go to thereadlive.com. Uh, we've got tickets up right now for our upcoming fall shows. The Atlanta show is sold out, meaning there are no tickets left for it. So <laughs> thank you for that. I really, you know, I'm super sorry if you weren't able to get tickets in time, but sold out means that you can no longer have one. So. You aren't coming. Thank you, Atlanta, for your <laughs> incredible um, support. <laughs> but there are still tickets available for plenty of other cities. And, of course, we'll be back in Atlanta doing dumb shit plenty in, in the future. Has somebody asked you for t- That's what that sounds like. Yeah, a lot of people have been, like, asking me in my mentions, like, DMs, people I don't know. Oh, like, wow. Is there any way that you could just put oh, up, like, popping. two more tickets? And I'm just like... I don't, I don't know if I we can... Just can we build two more seats? Put two more, like... <laughs> Yeah, we yeah, can't no. like, invent two more seats or whatever, and then like you know, yeah. fire hazards, coats. Yeah, we for can't the have building, people standing in the. Fines. No, it's it's like a they'll find you. Yeah, so but thank you, Atlanta and everybody. Tickets available at thereadlive.com for all the different cities we'll be at this fall. Um, like we mentioned earlier in the show, I will be at a drag con this weekend. I'll be on the gamers. Panel that is gamers spelled G A Y M E R because duh, of course it's spelled gay. Um, so if you want to hear me talking about video games and fun nerdy shit with some drag queens and fellow queer folk, come out to the Kiki Room. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun already. Saturday, September 9th at 1 p.m. Pushing Buttons, the name of the panel. And I'm really excited and I feel like they're going to probably have to tell me to shut my ass up because I'm going to be rambling and ranting about every video game I play. So that should be fun and cute. And I can't wait to see what wig I walk out of there with because, of course, I'm getting a wig. <laughs> like, duh. Yeah. Uh, it sounds fun. I'm going to have to go. Happy belated birthday to Beyonce just because, duh. I mean, we weren't able to do it in time this weekend, but we still give you the honor you deserve. Yes. I celebrate um, you. My lemonade came on vinyl, so I bought a record player. Yeah, a lot of the girls got their deliveries this week, I saw. Yeah, and then I <laughs> bought all of her other albums on vinyl, and I played B-Day for her birthday. Did you see the Snapchat filter? Yeah, I did. Ah, uh, a legend. Like, so, well-deserved. Yes. Happy birthday, queen. Oh, God, and all the formation tribute pictures, those were everything. 
Oh my uh, God, with Michelle Obama. Like, Nigga, the first lady is paying homage to you on your fucking birthday. Like, what? Oh, what kind of bitch? Oh, I love like, her so much. Like, they just called up Michelle Obama. I was like, hey, girl, this is what we do for Beyonce's birthday. And she was like, yeah, totally. Yeah, like, I'll do it. The absolutely. one with Serena, you could tell Serena's pregnant. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the first thing I thought of when I saw her picture. I was like, yep. You were still. Oh, in, but blues is the along. one that got me. Yeah, blues is the one that got blues me. Blues was man. quite amazing. I loved seeing Bianca Lawson and yes. just everybody's just. Oh everybody. God, yes, Beyonce's so life looks so blessed <laughs> and just awesome. Congratulations to Cardi B as well for. Oh yeah, for meeting the queen. That look on her face was genuine. She was happy than a motherfucker. <laughs> Beyonce put her arm around her. Yeah, she really touched her. Like she chose to. She didn't do that air hug she does with a lot of the girls. <laughs> she, you know who you are. She put fingers on skin. Yeah. So it's that real. <laughs> and Cardi B was just standing there with her smile too, like looking afraid to touch her back. Right. She's like, I'm just here and this is happening to me. Right. <laughs> like that's I'ma it. just let it happen. I'ma just be in the moment. So, so. congratulations to you, Miss Girl. All um, right. So acronym this year is this year. Acronym this week is F C C B C. F T T. Okay. No wait. Uh oh. What did I say the first? F C. Yep. T B C. Fuck. Is the first one fuck? No, it's not. Damn. I don't know it. It's from coochie. Okay. To butt. Crack. Did I say but BC? Yeah, you did. You got okay. it. Because that is what can happen. That's what can happen. You can have a rip, a tear. God damn you. You can be shredded from your coochie to your booty hole during childbirth. I thought this was regularly, about tucking. Regularly. All the time. <laughs> like make me so Regularly sick. ripping your vagina. Like, your butthole and your vagina are now one hole. <laughs> I have to go home. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. So if you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. As for me, I'm very qualified to help y'all learn how to maybe start journaling every day to get your thoughts out and improve your mental health or... I could teach you how to get on the nerves of every man in a five-mile radius. 
I'm an expert at that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online courses. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and then tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content that your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. It's up to you. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Just head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash read to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash R-E-A-D. Let them know Kefir and Crystal sent you.